Welcome builders from Lakeland, Florida. This is the Build Your Success Leadership Podcast with your host, Brian Brogen. We're going to empower and equip you to build yourself and then build others. Now, let's build up with your host, Brian Brogen. Hello, builders. We would love to welcome you to this episode of the Build Your Success Podcast. Here at the Build Your Success Podcast, we like to build you so you can build others. We do that through our coaching, training, and special events, but we also do that with these guests we bring to the podcast to you every other week. I am delighted today to have Tim Daughtry on the podcast. Tim is the owner of Asymmetry Capital, and he has a great story of how he has become an empathetic financial advisor and helps people do things with their money. And, you know, at first I had some hesitation about bringing a financial guy on a, on a leadership podcast. However, I've heard some great things about the, how he defines leadership. And also I think wealth management should be part of our success and how we build our success. So I want to welcome Tim to the podcast today. Welcome, Tim. Thanks, Brian. It's a pleasure to be here. That's great. And I, I want to do what we do with all of our guests. I want to ask you our signature question here. What does leadership and being a leader mean to Tim Daughtry? Brian, to me, leadership is about two words. Um, persistence. You just got to keep going. Plugging away. And empathy. That That's great. You know, I have your application here, which you filled out several weeks ago. And one of the things you put here that I highlighted was it means finding better ways to do things than the typical norm. And I know after talking with you a little while, you have some some unique ways of doing things as a financial advisor and as a leader. It comes through having some empathy around some tr tragedies you've had in life. And I also think that leadership is, is I told you when we, when we started our pre-podcast interview was it's a it's a DNA. I've learned that that voices for leadership, something I'm working on, everyone has their own answer to that question that I put out. And by the same token, you know, financial advice is not one size fits all. So so you shared with me about your son and this addiction to heroin and how that transformed you, changed your career. I'd love to hear a little bit about, you know, how you use that place of empathy to advise others in finance. First of all, tell the, the listeners about the situation with your son and daughter-in-law. Um, okay. Uh, they died about six years ago now, um, tangentially as a result of, of a life that revolved around uh, opiates, heroin. Um, and that went back for my son probably 10 years leading up to with with lesser drugs and you know deeper and deeper into uh, into that lifestyle. So it was a process. And in that process, I think I learned empathy in a different way than I had ever understood it. Rather than, um, understanding intellectually, be kind, um, you know, the shoe could be on the other foot, that sort of thing. I understand now better panic and denial. And if you go through that process of, of living with someone 
who's addicted. You certainly are panicked and you definitely are in denial. And that's something that I've found uh, people deal with um, differently, but, but also comes up in, in handling finances as well. So I understood that no matter what the books tell you to do, um, you know, the books tell you that when you're dealing with someone uh, who's addicted, that you should practice tough love, cut them off, throw them out of the house, whatever it happens to be. But when you're in the situation, I'm here to tell you that no matter what the books say, no matter what the experts think you should do, you don't know what you'll do. And I find that the same is true um, in turbulent times for investors as well, because they're dealing with imperfect information. In fact, most often they don't have any information about what's really going on. Um, and they deny the information that they have and they panic and they do the wrong thing at the wrong time. Wow, Tim, that place of empathy you come from is amazing. And, it, and I think it's very helpful. I think too often in leadership and in, and in financial advising, we can ask leading questions so we can lead someone to an answer that, that that's good for either the leader or in the case of financial advisory, good for the financial advisor in the, in the sake of commissions and things. And I like the fact that you have this empathetic view that, you know what, coming from where I have been, I know that doesn't work for everyone. And I think that's just a great thing. This devastation. And I found that many leaders have had, trials and tragedy and, and things that have just set them back, but they come back in a better fashion. You actually shared with me how you realized that now you have a grandson to raise. And so your finances have completely changed and your, your thoughts around finance have, have changed. Share with our listeners how that changed the way you look at things and just set you out on a new course in life. I, as a result of what happened, um, not only had an emotional, you know, loss, uh, obviously I love my son, still do today, obviously, um, but a financial one as well. Um, heroin is not kind, that whole 10 year process is not kind to the people uh, uh, trying to save the addict any more than it is to the addict. Um, heroin starts out as a very uh, inexpensive pursuit. And then um, as needs for drugs in, increase, why it, um, it becomes a very, very expensive one. Um, so anyway, I, af after uh, their passing, um, of course, they left me with a, with a grandson who makes me laugh every day um, and keeps me going. But 
also with a new responsibility. So as I mentioned to you before, I had a, just, it hit me thinking about, you know, I'll be 74 when he goes to college. And client said one time, you know, you hope you'll be 74. Um, so that's, that's a new responsibility. So I had to think about how I wanted to redesign what I did. Um, how was I going to overcome this adversity and, and thrive in it so that I would have the energy to, uh, to continue working, um, you know, well into my seventies instead of just kind of surviving. And so I decided, one of the things I decided to do was to take a, uh, an interest that I have, um, and have worked in for, oh, I guess 25 years now, um, from really the, the beginnings of the industry and apply it to the, um, investment field. So I do something different than most advisors. Most advisors are asset allocators. You should have this much in stocks and this much in bonds and that sort of thing. I actually manage portfolios, individual stocks and bonds that clients see on their statement. They know exactly what they own. And I expect them to ask me questions about exactly what they own. Anyway, um, during the uh, 90s, um, I worked at a, at a small hedge fund and I was responsible for um, covering investments that they had, uh, this family office um, in a few uh, biotech companies. And so I learned, taught myself really, um, and had the help of some pretty prominent other people involved in the field, um, how to read biotech. And so that became a, a, an interest of mine that I've maintained since. Um, and so one of the things that I've done is uh, begin a, a, a podcast series, my own, um, with CEOs of various biotech companies. I think that biotech um, has now come together with um, computer computational uh, abilities in, in, in technology um, and is going to, in the next five years, really change the world in ways that people generally don't understand. Um, for example, uh, just quickly, the, there's a company called CRISPR Therapeutics that currently has six people who have been walking around for two, over two years now um, without a single sickle cell incident. Think about how powerful that is. Think about what it does to the economy where we spend 20% of our budget on healthcare. When you can cure disease rather than have it just be chronic. So I decided to pursue that um, as a way to keep my mind going. And um, find opportunity. And I also decided to focus on um, portfolio management rather than just financial planning.
We hope you're enjoying today's podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Build Consulting Services. Are you ready to reduce workplace conflict? reduce employee turnover, and increase your productivity? If you're ready to put Brian to work for your company, give him a call at 863-800-9658 or email him at brianb at buildcs.net. Now, back to today's episode. Tim, it's just really interesting to hear your background and the motivation for what you're doing. You got to be a leader to this grandson. I mean, now you got to show this young man how how life goes. And 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 I think about you know how if I go to an advisor, I'm in a different, completely different situation than you're in. After you lose your son, the trauma from that, your daughter-in-law, you you realize you know, you've um, helped your son as much as you could at, at an expense. And now your situation looks totally different for investing than someone else. And, and, I, and I love the fact that you, now you look at that with th- that empathy, but also realize how you can help others and see not every situation is the same. You said that on your application here, devastating loss to, to leadership would simply be the loss forced of rethinking your career. And so you told us how you redid that, re- rethought that, and now you help people today to achieve their goals, their lifelong goals. It, it, I think the purpose in that, and that's one of the things we love to talk about on our podcast is purpose, the purpose behind why you're doing what you're doing. I'd love for you to share a little bit about how you've helped some other people realize where they're at and where they need to be. Well, hmm. you know, I, I have a, a, a friend now that's been a friend for years, I guess 10, 12 years now, very close friend he's become. In fact, I, I just uh, I just went to his 80th birthday party, um, a successful friend financially, sold several companies for quite a lot of money. Um, recently again, uh, or at least his children have. And he's going through exactly the same situation that I went through, this time with a grandson. And he kind of described um, the grandson to me and uh, talked a little bit about how um, his family was dealing with the situation. And I was able immediately to tell him, you know, you're just, you're in denial. You're in denial with this. Um, and it's easier for you to deny because you've been so successful. And that success has um, caused you to be in even more denial because successful people, financially successful people, often um, often don't want to admit that they failed in some way. And failure is part of life. Failure is part of investing. Um, I tell clients all the time that it takes two things um, 
to be a successful investor. You have to think independent independently, because if you think like everyone else, you're going to get their results and their results are not good. And you have to make a decision. And when that decision is wrong, which in investing will be 35% of the time, you have to make another decision. And the quicker you can make that pivot, the better you'll be. But successful people don't pivot necessarily quickly when they're wrong about their portfolios. Tim, that's great advice. And, and I think success can be a failure, set you up for failure because you think what's worked in the past is going to work for the future. And sometimes you have to do that pivot thing you spoke of. Here, as, as we record this podcast, we're facing some huge issues in our world, the global economy, uh, as, as we have this conflict with, between UK and, Ukraine and Russia. It's going to have some huge impact on our financial strategy, our business strategy, all those things. But I think what you and what I want our listeners to take away from our podcast interview today is sometimes we can't control what's going on in life. In the case of your son and, and, the, and the substance abuse, you couldn't control that. But your response after this tragedy is to basically reinvent yourself and then have a purpose to raise a grandson while you could have went into depression, went a completely different route than what you have. I think this response and, and accepting responsibility for going forward, you can't change what's happened, but you can change what's going forward. I think that's what I want our listeners to take away today. Well, the, the, I always try and remember when I say my prayers at night that I have this new responsibility but he does make me laugh every day. That's really good, especially these days. Um, I have this responsibility, but the really good thing is that, you know, I can think about my failure with that earlier responsibility, my son, and everyone who's gone through this, regardless whether you really failed or not, you feel like you did. But I get to do it all over again. You know, I'm sort of not going to Florida to uh, buy another boat. That would be my third. <laughs> um, to buy another boat and, uh, and go to dinner. Um, tonight, I get to go to Little League. I get to do it all over again, the, the center, the, the middle of life at the end of my life to, you know, you always say, um, you know, if I could be young again and know what I know now, well, I really have the responsibilities of a young man with the wisdom of an old man. Wow. That's, that's a great outlook on it. I appreciate your time on our podcast today. I want to let our listeners know where they can find out more about you. That's going to be at this acapadvisory.net. We'll put that in the show notes. It's up on for those watching on YouTube. But tell the listeners what they can find at your at your website. Well, there's a little bit about me. There's um, uh, there's a blog that I write um, every month 
um, a newsletter, if you will, to clients about what's happening in their portfolios, uh, com individual companies, um, and what's happening in the economy. Um, and soon, uh, there will be a link to, uh, to the podcast with, um, with the biotech uh, CEOs, whom I'm really interested in because they're really different people. These are people who, unlike what generally people think, these are people that are not driven by money. They're generally either driven by a personal relationship with the disease they're trying to cure, somebody else in their family had it maybe, or at least the scientific puzzle that they're trying to solve, but they're not driven by money. And it's really, really interesting. Well, thank you for that, Tim. And for our listeners, we'll include that in the show notes. You'll be able to find his website there. Do me a favor, wherever you're listening to this podcast, go to that platform, leave us an honest rating and review, share this podcast with others. I'm sure someone in your family, your friends, your coworkers can benefit from listening to Tim talk about having empathy to help others. And I think you can gain some insight by listening to this podcast, take some notes from this podcast and use it in your life. Thanks for listening to the podcast today. Remember to build yourself and then build others. Want to learn how to build yourself and build your team? Visit www.buildcs.net and learn about Brian's programs, special offers, and more. Build yourself and then build others.